0: Hello, and welcome to True Confessions. I'm your host, Rebecca Jenkins, and today we are hearing 100% real-life stories from property management professionals. If you're a first responder, ER doc, or work on the Hill in D.C., we all expect you to have OMG stories, but a property manager, you better believe it. In an industry where fire, flood, or blood is a normal thing, we have to act professional in the most unprofessional moments. Today, we're talking to Crystal. Crystal. Remember, all names have been altered, communities, locations, and companies excluded, and the only thing you're going to hear is the juicy details of her story. Enjoy. Hi, Crystal. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, let me just refresh for all the listeners. We always start with our hopefully most shocking story first. And then um, can you end us on a high note, either very funny or kind of heartwarming? Does that sound like okay to you? That sounds great. Yes. Perfect.
1: Okay. What is your most shocking story? So I've been in property management for 20 years. And so this was um, probably, I guess, 14 years in the business and I was working As a senior property manager overseeing three separate communities, one of them was a new purchase. So it was a brand new property that, you know, we purchased. We go in there and a very, I guess you could say notorious person was living in the apartment community at that point in time. And this person was wanted by a South American government in the conjunction, I guess, of a murder that took place. who was a he was a person of interest in this murder. Oh my God. yes. and the murder of the the person who was murdered was a member of the notorious uh, mafia family. So it was a I guess kind of a shock when you see someone's name and you're like, oh my gosh, I know who that is. And being in the business, we can't release any kind of private information. Um, Had a few interactions with this individual. He was extremely odd, just very, very paranoid, really off the ball. I mean, he had um, these street bikers as bodyguards that like half lived in his apartment. (laughs) Keep an eye on him. Um, And he had these two big pit pit (laughs) bulls. So it was yes, very strange. Quite intimidating. It was was very intimidating, yes. Um, And the the street bikers were constantly armed. They constantly had guns on them, and they made it very visible. So this individual um, was beyond paranoid. For whatever reason, um, I, as the senior property manager, I wasn't on-site often. We had one on-site associate since it was such a small community. And this individual seems to think that my coworker attempted to kill him with the family of this mafia murder victim <laughs> and went on this complete tangent. He threatened to have everyone killed. He was going to off. You know, my coworker, um, it was so severe and the, the threats were so, so crazy. And the fact that he did have this notorious background, um, my company backed very quickly and did an emergency eviction. So um, he was evicted within 24 hours and we had a protective order put on my coworker and he no longer worked at that site. And I think what was even more crazy is the aftermath. I had to have more of a presence on property since we didn't have anyone working there anymore. And my company didn't want to bring a new person in until everything had kind of blown over. Um, I had media, we had the FBI. We also had some of these mafia people showing up trying to get like, where did he go? What's his address? Do you know what happened to him? Cause he just took off. He, Fell off of the face of the planet once the um, eviction went through and his name and address were public. He, I, I don't know where he ended up going, but he left, he left the state and, you know, hid somewhere else. And the just amount of unscrupulous characters that came around, it was comical. I felt like I was in a, a mobster movie. Oh my goodness. Were you ever fearful for your own safety? You know, I, I, I. My name was never brought up in any of the threats, and um, my company did hire a twenty-four-hour guard to stay at the property. So when I was there, I did have an armed guard um, with me the entire time. They walked me to my car, so I felt okay. Um, I mean, it was definitely a little nerve-wracking. It it was it was kind of. I don't know. It was almost a little fun because you don't exactly get to experience. (laughs) You know, I'm being locked to my vehicle by an armed guard because
0: of some mafia guy. So it's like so surreal. It was basically he was living there very under the radar, but then once the eviction went through, all public records happened. Exactly. And then everyone who was after him knew where he was. They must have had, like, a Google alert set or something.
1: Oh, I'm certain. I'm certain because within, uh, I don't, I would say within four to six hours of the public record being posted, that's when all of the media and the FBI showed up, and within about 24 hours is when the um, very unscrupulous mafia characters started coming around,
0: so... (laughs) Oh my gosh. Four to six hours. Yes. Yeah. That's insane. Yes. It happened very quickly. Oh man. If you're working in property management right now, this is why you have your PR person's number in your cell phone. Yes, you do. Wow. Yes, you do. Okay. (laughs) That is a very shocking story. So in the end he moved and everyone was fine and it just kind of like washed away. It time. kind of, right. It washed away. He
1: left a bunch of stuff in his apartment, lots of uh, firearms and all kinds of crazy, like sur- his entire apartment was wired with this crazy surveillance system. And I mean, it, most of his personal belongings were gone, but there was definitely some odd, odd items left behind. He was clearly a paranoid,
0: uh paranoid person for sure. Oh, that is, ooh. I like the, the, um, weird feeling down my spine like <laughs> shivers. Okay. So, what other um crazy property management stories oh do you have for us today? Yeah, so
1: early on in my career, so prior I prior to getting into really high-end, you know, boutique style mid-rises and high-rises, I did a garden style kind of out in the burbs and I had just been promoted to assistant manager. so I'd been in the business for about 3 years at that point in time. Um, I was 25 weeks pregnant with my son and had to serve, of course, the fun 72-hour notices of pay or quit and get out of your apartment. And this one particular uh, gentleman was constantly, was always a late payer. And we had the feeling that he was, unfortunately, abusing drugs. Um, That kind of came full circle when he came into the office with a wad of cash to pay his rent. And, of course,
0: here so I am. So now he's probably
1: I'm... selling drugs. Yep, yep. I'm young. I, you know, I'm pregnant. And here's this man who is clearly high out of his mind with a wad of cash, which I let him know we, you know, we can't accept cash. I'm so sorry. He proceeded to throw the cash at me and, like, bills flying, floating all over the place And when I still, I said, you know, sir, you're going to need to pick that up. We cannot accept cash. He grabbed me and he slammed me against the wall and punched a hole in the wall right next to my head. My maintenance technician came running in and the man lifted him up. And this was not a big man, lifted my my maintenance checkup by the neck and was holding him up in the air. When the police showed up, they had to tase him three times in order to get him in cuffs. And he was, he was high on meth at the time. So he, of course, thought he was, like, invincible. But unfortunately, the shock of it sent me into preterm labor. <gasps> so... Yeah, I was taken via ambulance to the hospital. Thankfully, thank God, they were able to stop my contractions. I spent three days in the hospital and my son, he was still born a little early, but not in any danger. Um, It was just, you know, who does that to a young woman? Yes, it was it was pretty scary.
0: Someone who's on meth and out of their mind. Exactly. And
1: like, if you yes. ever had interactions with him when he was sober, he was a very nice person. So it's just really sad that drugs can, you know, do this to good people.
0: Oh, my goodness. Is your maintenance guy, was he um, okay after it? Or did he also have to go to the hospital? He
1: had to go to the hospital because um, he did have some minor asphyxia. He had some bruising on his... Um, Uh, I guess his esophagus and his vocal cords so he I think he missed a couple days of work so his vocal cords could heal and he when he came back he did have a very bruised neck
0: but he was okay wow yeah all right that's another immediate eviction for you (laughs) yes exactly what happened that time um, we
1: also had, wow. yes, a kind of a similar situation at a very high end community that I worked at. It was the same thing with having to serve a notice to, you know, pay or quit. And this gentleman who was much young, uh, millennial age, I guess you could say, a very entitled, um, we didn't accept credit cards. Uh, this was before the, you know, time when you could pay rent with a credit card. And he kept insisting. I have the money, you know, just put it on my credit card. Once I instructed him, you know, fortunately, we we, we don't accept credit cards. We have no way of of taking funds from your card. He hawked a giant loogie right in my (gasps) face, and it got in my mouth. Ew! Oh, my gosh! It was the grossest I've had. (laughs) Being assaulted was bad, but that was, like, it was so nasty. (laughs) I can't even. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. And, and this is, this person is paying, you know, $2,500 a month for a one-bedroom apartment. So you don't expect what that type of clientele punk. to act that way. Exactly. Yes. Oh. Total punk. What a
0: punk. Oh, that's yes. so gross. Yes.
1: And again, more along the same lines of being entitled, you know, we work in these high end apartment communities and people expect for us to cater to them. And to a certain degree, obviously we want to give our residents the best customer service. We want to be there for them. Um, A a community that I was working at, which was high end, but not high end enough to have like a concierge. We um, would of course provide keys for dog walkers and housekeepers and, you know, the slew of people that would come through to help take care of these people's homes. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was a very busy leasing season. Uh, Had a girl call out six. There were only two of us in the office and both of us were out on tour and unfortunately could not assist a dog walker in getting a key to an apartment to walk this resident's dog. That ensued into a 25-minute phone conversation with the resident, who was on his lunch break at a gym <laughs> couldn't couldn't take the time to come home and walk his dog but he insisted that we pay the dog walker her fee for not being able to provide keys and that anytime we were not in the office we should have the office phone forwarded to our personal cell phones
0: yeah that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's <laughs> not <laughs> they say great but we live in the real world and that's not gonna that's happen not so what else happen? can I help you with exactly oh and my he, goodness he's
1: ended up you know being I gave him the number to emergency maintenance and should the rare circumstance happen that your dog walker shows up when we're out on tour,
0: you can call emergency maintenance and they will assist with the key <laughs> yeah that's oh. a tough one. Thank goodness now we have those electronic locks. Where I like, know. Oh, just give them the number and then you're going to be fine.
1: Oh, man. I wish we were in the process of upgrading to those. Uh, we had done them throughout all of the common areas, but not the doors. We did have electronic keys, which is great. So we could program a temporary key, but that still required us to be present in programming that yeah.
0: key. Yes. Oh my goodness. So, well, tell us, leave us with a very happy or funny story from the industry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the apartment industry, some, there's days that you love it. There's days that you hate it. Um, there's times when, you know, being in the business, as long as I have that, you're like, what am I doing? Why am I still doing this? (laughs) And then there's other days that you're like, I can't imagine doing anything different. So I was kind of at a low point in my life, my career, I needed a change. Um, I had separated from my my husband's father and, you know, was was single mom, um, kind of hating where I was living at the time and ended up moving out of state for a amazing opportunity to work with a private owner and very different if you've ever worked for a private owner versus a, um, you know, a, a large company or a REIT or a management company. I mean, this was, this man owned this complex and that was it. And it was very nice. Uh-huh it was a very nice, large community, but it was a good change. Um, and, you know, I was still kind of in a funk. I was new to the city, a you know, single mom, um, ended up being by myself during uh, a lunch break. My associates were out at lunch and this amazing man comes in to tour an apartment and I mean, when you say that, you know, there's love at first sight, my gosh, the stars and fireworks went off, let me tell (laughs) you. And I ended up um, renting an apartment to this person and three months and one week later, he became my husband and oh, we, we, yes, got married. we got married. Yeah. After, yeah, three months in a week, we got married. He um, was just amazing. Like it went very fast. People thought we were crazy, but we've been married now for over 12 years and he is an amazing stepfather to my son. We have a, a beautiful daughter. And had I not taken that crazy leap of faith and moved out of state, I never would have met him. And I, it kind of Makes me happy to think that my job kind of brought me my husband.
0: That is so sweet. (laughs) It's kind of like, you know, he had to walk into those doors and your entire team had to be gone and all starts had to align. Exactly. And then it, it just worked out. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that is it wonderful, heartwarming story. And we're so glad that you found your husband from the industry. I think that's way better than any job could ever provide. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So thank you for joining us today on the podcast. And uh, we wish you very well. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have a great day. Do you have your own outlandish property management stories? If so, I want to hear them. Please visit me at multifamilytrainer.com and submit a contact form. I'll personally reach out and get you scheduled to be featured on an upcoming podcast. Well, that does it for episode number four of True Confessions Property Management. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Till next time, I'm Rebecca Jenkins, the multifamily trainer, signing off. Have a wonderful week.